Like, so what's the difference in terms of politics between the My Pillow guy and Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga went to spoke for Biden on Monday. Schumer and Lady Gaga, and everyone's like, "Yes, you know what? Yes, Lady Gaga, poker face, yes." And then, but the My Pillow guy, you're like, "Do you see the My Pillow guy?" No liberals go. What the fuck is Lady Gaga doing there? Why the fuck is Lady Gaga or any of these people? Why are they there? Why are they a viable? political pundit and somehow the my pillow guy and scott bayo are Antonio. losers yeah what's the difference uh excellent point so that's the guy that is Chappelle's uh, partner uh, is stand-up co-creator of the Chappelle show neil brennan and he uh so i listened to the longer version of that i think it's pretty damned interesting in that uh, he understands something we've been saying for a while but i feel like we said it for a long time. If Trump could shave off like ten percent of his uh, the the stuff that people don't like, he he'd he'd have won in a walk. I think that Democrats could shave off just like ten percent of stuff, and they would help their cause a lot too. I'd rather they didn't. But um, now that the election's over, if old man Biden's coherent enough to do it, you're going to see some of that. You're going to start to see some stiff arms of the wackadoos that almost made him lose to Donald Trump. But even without the wackadoos, he's just recognizing that. The rest of America looks at these celebrities being on your side and is like, eh, what the hell? <laughs> Why is it? If you, if you got rid of that crowd, you'd be much better off. Yeah. You're doing yourself more harm than good. He's a liberal, obviously. He, he's wanting his side to win. You would do more good to get rid of the Lady Gagas and all the, all the celebrities, all their crap, because that turns off a big chunk of people. And it doesn't help you any. You're, obvi- you're going to get those votes anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that, you know, all the celebrities on the other side, Including a guy who started a business and ran it, like the My Pillows guy, is ridiculous. But Lady Gaga being on stage, or 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 John Legend, or whoever, sure, yay, crying, yay for us, right? That's great. Anyway. Yeah, and they don't get that. I you know, the... Trump got elected because he connected with Middle America. He said he cared, and he meant it. And and I think the Republican Party is in a great spot right now, a great spot. More on that to come. I only bring up John Voight because I think he's laughable as a celebrity in the current uh, place in America. He was a big deal in the 60s, early well, I find 70s. I very concept, uh, concept of celebrity laughable. So Yeah, exactly. But anyway, John Voight, the actor, he was a big deal f- almost 50 years ago. Um, he was he was great in, uh, was it 24? He was a heavy in one of those yeah. ongoing spy shows. So don't sell the man short. He became famous in 1969. He's pre-Biden in terms of uh, national consciousness. Anyway, <laughs> actor John Voight says fighting the lie that Biden won is the greatest fight since the Civil War. That's mm. not helpful to anything. Thanks for jumping in, John. Anyway, again, we're, uh, we're, we're listening to actors. Why? Yeah. Pop yeah. stars. Why? Here's an interesting story for you. Agree That's or disagree? That's what we're shooting for. Florida's governor has drafted a law that would allow people to shoot looters. Looter shooters. The governor has drafted a new anti-mob legislation to expand already controversial stand-your-ground laws. Remember Trayvon Martin that they have in Florida. Ah, that's that's the great lefty media uh, technique, though. Brand something is controversial. All right, if you agree with it, it's not controversial. Nope. It's just the law. Right. Uh, But this would allow people to shoot looters. You fell for it, didn't you? 
You fell for it. Fell I wish for John anything. was John just, Voight was here. Just reading he the story. You right in the stomach. I didn't write the story. I'm reading the story. <laughs> yeah, I'm messing with you. And you can't dismiss the fact that it was pretty controversial during the whole Trayvon Martin case. Oh yeah, it was discussed Again. all across the country. Just good idea looking for it. an opportunity to make a John Voight joke. A draft <laughs> of the governor's proposed bill expands the list of forcible felonies under Florida's self-defense law to include criminal mischief causing interruption or impairment of business. Uh, specifically allows force against those looting, which the draft defines as burglary within 500 feet of a violent or disorderly assembly. Huh. Well, that'll get crazy fast. So if you're like 525 feet away from a violent assembly and you burgle, they cannot shoot you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get your tape measure and drag them within the 500 feet. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I appreciate the governor's uh, sentiment here, but go on. Uh, DeSantis, the governor, also wants to make it a third-degree felony to block traffic during a protest. I uh, I think it should be a bigger crime. The idea that you get to shut down traffic in major metropolitan areas over your political cause mm-hmm. and everybody just puts up with it is ridiculous. Uh, and offer immunity to drivers who accidentally kill or injure protesters who do, do so, according I'm to the I'm 100% in favor of this one. 100%. Some of the other stuff a little tough to work. Um but this one, 100%. I was just going to say, if you're caught in the midst, and this has happened over and over again, you can see the videos online if you like. Uh, the the angry militants surround a car, start pounding on it. The person within fears for their life, accelerates, and hits a couple of uh, Marxists, and all of a sudden they're being prosecuted? No way. Clearly self-defense. It allows death to be the punishment for a property crime. That is true. That's one way to look at that it. That is cruel and unusual punishment. Mm. Don't it's, st- not, it's not punishment by the don't state. Don't steal my stuff. You break into my house, there's a damn good chance you get shot. That's not in violation of the Eighth Amendment. That's an hilarious effort to smear the two. Same with me, but not because I think you're going to take my TV. Because I'm afraid for me or my family. Oh, yeah. Not somebody's- because I, I'm not killing you. Because you're going to take my TV. If somebody's on the way out of my house with one of my guitars, no, I'm not going to shoot them dead. Which guitar? Unless it's the Telecaster. Then you're Um, dead. And don't drop the guitar on your way down, or I'll shoot you again. Wow, so you're going to shoot them, and then they got to kind of like fall and hold the guitar. Or I'll shoot you again. Um, Same with my Rickenbacker bass. Probably my Gibson acoustic. Now I'm done. I would assume this is not going to work. This is not going to hold up. You can't have a law where you get to shoot looters. Even though that there's been a lot of our history where he did the San Francisco earthquake, they were shooting looters. How about just beat the hell out of them? Of course, you'd have to beat the best them physically. The problem, the problem with looting after a desire, a disaster, or riot, or whatever that is, it's beyond just the they were taking your TV. I mean, it, it's the impact it has on a society. So if there's a fire, that's been a popular thing around here. There's fires, you're ordered to leave, mm-hmm. and now you know the looters come in and steal everything. Well, you're going to have trouble getting people to leave. Um, you're going to have trouble. You know, it ca- it causes ripples throughout. Uh, you know, the cohesion of society more than just your TV getting stolen. I think that's absolutely true. That's why looting I'm, is such a big deal. You know, to to draw out that thought just a little bit, the authorities have ordered you to do something, and you will. Uh, you will realize a terrible effect. You'll uh, There will be a terrible effect. Your stuff will be stolen, but you're not allowed to defy the authorities. You just have to take it. You have to take the criminals taking your stuff. 
That's repugnant. It's horrible. It's un-American. It's un-English common law, actually. Hundreds of years of tradition that your home is your castle and that your economic well-being can be protected, even against the king himself. That's what, like, eminent domain laws are and, and fair market value laws. Those go back hundreds of years. But then if there's, like, maybe a chance of a flood... You've just got to open your door to looters? No, that sucks. Um, uh, switching topics, one of our billionaires here in America, Bill Ackman. Which billionaire is he? I don't know Bill Ackman. I don't either. I don't think. And he's a billionaire. Oh, good for him. Anyway, he just How bought... How about uh, carving a little something out for the effort there, Bill? I mean, we, we come in every day. We try to do a good talk show. He's, let's, let's carve off a couple hundred gur. He's betting financially on a COVID-19 surge, which is happening across America. He's bought $8 million worth of insurance that will pay off if companies start defaulting on their debts like they did when the virus first shut down the economy because he believes we're going to start shutting down big time all across the country. So this is a credit default swap thing? I guess. Uh, those end well, in my experience. But uh, it's just the idea that he believes the smart money is on a lot of places are going to shut down and companies are going to go under, which is probably true, unfortunately. Ack, man. We're broadcasting from an area that just got elevated to a higher level of shutdown because of coronavirus. Back to where it was months ago. Restaurants closed again. Churches closed again. Um, it is what it is. And I say again, protect yourself. Protect the people around you. Be a good American. Protect your family. But you do what you think is right. I'm sick and tired of these tin horn twits who can't reason their way out of a paper bag and make these pronouncements that don't make any sense. And we just have to submit to them. Now, some of you are nut jobs and you won't submit to even the best uh, advice and and the most sound public policy. I'm not one of y'all. Well, frankly, I think society needs some of you. Um, But y'all, you make your judgment. Is your church safe? If so, go. That's what I say. We got a fair number of texts on the uh, do you or do you know somebody who wears the same thing every day? Kind of a uniform, just uh, so you don't have to think about it, like Albert Einstein and Steve Jobs did. (laughs) Mine is not to free up my mental space. I would do it just because of laziness and ease, I think. Um, Wearing the same thing every day is a name. It's called capsule wardrobe. Okay. For, for instance, I have dozens of blue pocket T-shirts. I wear the same thing every day. I used to wear a button-down shirt, but I got tired of looking for new ones when they wore out or lost buttons. Again, blue pocket tee. I like it. I wear the same thing every day, uh, this person said. Um, uh, same same color leggings with the same sort of skirt and uh, top. That's obviously a woman. Or? If you believe in gendered language. Or a man who likes to feel pretty. Uh, and also, in terms of having a gimmick, there are more ideas like the eye patch, the cane, the toothpick. The eye patch is a terrible. No, idea. I'm telling you, you could pull off the pocket watch. Yes. I think you could do that. Somebody just said have the, the chain visible. Yeah, somebody yeah. said the chained wallet would be a good look for me. I could pull that off probably. Oh, I wear yeah. I wear black Levi's and a Carhartt T-shirt every single solitary day. Of course, it depends on your job. There Amen to that, brother. Plenty of jobs here where you can't wear jeans and a Carhartt T-shirt to work every single day. I could, but. Yeah, at this point in our careers, we could even meeting with clients or whatever. Oh, sure. Look, we're 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 your down to earth uh, homespun types. Yeah. It's charming, isn't it? <laughs> um, our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. There's an update in the murder hornet story. Oh, I didn't get to how to have a safe uh, Thanksgiving, according to the government. <laughs> oh, good. 
And uh, oh, good. Anybody who can't answer that question for themselves doesn't have the the intellect to process the advice. Your brains are giblets, right? Hmm. Let me think about this. Probably ought to social distance, uh, maybe wear a little masks, do stuff outside if it's possible, not have like 27 people in my house. Okay, I got it. Now you need government advice. Okay. Uh, all that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Jong-un is threatening North Koreans caught wasting food amid the famine. And when he threatens you, he means it. Oh, boy. I don't think, based on my readings about North Korea, that anybody is wasting food. Wasting it by eating it. Since I've read stories where people fight their own mother for a kernel of corn as they're starving to death. Um, Yeah, you're probably not wasting any food. Um... Have you actually read the article in New York Magazine about the inner workings of the New York Times? I have. How how did you like it? It was good. It's unnecessarily long, I think, but you know, anything well, you didn't already know or well, yeah, what actually. we suspect. Okay, tell me. Yeah, the New York Times. Uh, at some point, the woke crowd pointed out to them that y'all are awfully white. Um. And uh, and they looked around the newsroom and the management, and they said, you know what, you're right. We, we do have a hell of a lot of white people around here. And so they wanted to recruit lots and lots of young people of color, in particular young people. And they went, they got these people from a, a bunch of different websites, uh, many of which you've heard of, many of which you haven't, your big internet news and, and websites. And these people were, to a huge degree, woke activists and they were brought into the new york times and the new york times people said all right now that you're here here's our culture we're journalists we have to at least appear to be even-handed blah 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 and this army of young woke types were like yeah your culture sucks and we're not going along with it and the new york times found themselves with a a gigantic you picture a newsroom well with the new york times it's a lot of people um, with a corporation suddenly packed with young militant people who hadn't the slightest interest in following the old traditional New York Times rules. And so they're sitting on top of a workforce they can't control. And they got these message boards and internet boards and all, and, and there's backstabbings and bullions and the rest of it. So is there any conclusion like the New York Times realizes this is a problem and wants to try to get back to what they were before? Or are they just uh, going to have to surrender to this and this is what it is going forward? It's kind of a judgment call. The uh, old schoolers that remain and they are fewer and fewer by the day are trying desperately to hang on. T- telling the, the What they're trying to tell the kids is once you lose your credibility, you can't get it back in your lifetime. We are the reason we are something people care about is our credibility. You're giving that away. And the young woke crowd said, well, actually, there was a great quote in the article. We're at an at the barricades moment right now. We don't have time for your old timey thinking. Andrew Sullivan, who I'm a fan of, he he resigned from New York Magazine uh, fairly recently over the same problem they have at the New York Times. And he said, we all live on campus now. 
he wrote uh, that his colleagues and bosses there, and it's the same at the New York Times, seem to believe, and this is increasingly the orthodoxy in mainstream media, that any writer not actively committed to critical theory in questions on race, gender, sexual orientation, and gender identity is actively physically harming co-workers merely by existing in the same space. Right. Yep. He said, I miss a readership that was truly eclectic, left, liberal, centrist, right, reactionary, and that, and then loved to be challenged by me and by each other, but that is gone. Yeah, the whole uh, safe spaces and I feel I feel unsafe. If they can say your, it used to just be your speech. Now, if your beliefs are violent, then they can perpetrate violence against you. Because it's okay to meet violence with violence. Everybody believes that. So that's that's the thinking now. You don't even have to say it out loud. If they get wind that you are against the critical race theory stuff, that is violence. You have committed that violence. That is something, yeah. Merely by existing in the same space, you're committing, you're physically harming the coworkers. So so it's it's well beyond with, you know, we want our side to win and we, you know, we want to get that story out there. You're physically harming us by being here. Correct. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy, crazy cultural revolution 1960s China stuff. I'm telling you folks, it's coming to a newsroom, a schoolroom, an office near you, but quick. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to play a sound for you. We want you to guess what it is. Here we go. Oh. Oh. That's killing me. Oh, man, that's painful. Yeah. If you'd asked me what that is, I would have told you that's microphone feedback, which pierces my brain. Yeah, I wish I didn't know what it was, because Michael told us. I would have never guessed. I would have never... Michael, just tell us we have a mystery sound in the future, so we can guess wildly. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have come within 100 miles. Michael, would you... uh, You know what it is. Michelangelo in the control room. You'd have to narrow... It would have made it more fun to narrow it down and say, I think, uh, it's an animal, because otherwise I would have thought that's a... It's a Pull, tea kettle. Pulling a table across a oh. floor. Yeah, it's a hummingbird uh, snoring. It's a oh, hummingbird oh, snoring. Snoring Taking a nap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be danged. <laughs> which is better than the pug snoring, which uh, we try to sleep with in our house all the time. Oh, boy. Um, we have hummingbirds in our backyard. It's one of the more yep. pleasant features of where I live, and uh, I've never heard one snore. We keep a hummingbird figure, feeder going all the time, so that we have them buzzing around outside of our uh, our door. Keep you it stocked ca- with sugar water. Yeah, got to be careful, of bears. You ever get any bears? No. Oh. Um. Uh, COVID news: the number of people currently hospitalized with COVID hit an all-time high yesterday. I, for some reason, mentally feel like the worst is behind us, but there's not data to back that up. No, other than hope that the vaccine comes through as promised. And uh, USA Today says a rough winter, COVID-19, will get much, much worse. Um, I hope that's not true, but it certainly might be. Speaking of COVID, uh, Hugh Grant, the actor, uh, was on Stephen Colbert talking about having COVID. I don't care about him, but it's another person talking about what it felt like. He said, it started as a very strange syndrome where I kept breaking into a terrible sweat. Then my eyeballs felt about three sizes too big. 
Oh, that it, sounds pleasant. It felt like some enormous man was sitting on my chest. Uh, and that lasted a week or so. Oh, and he couldn't smell anything. He started to panic when he uh, when he couldn't smell anything. I don't know if I would even notice if I couldn't smell anything. Maybe it's more noticeable than you think. I don't know. Yeah, I think you'd probably run into a food and realize, wait a minute, I can't smell nor taste this. I would hmm. celebrate the loss of taste. Loss of smell. You're would, a weirdo. Uh, would I would Turn too. off his mic. If I could take a pill where I didn't taste anything, I'd take it right now. I'd just eat salads what? all the time and I would eat take healthy. It right and, now. Yeah, yeah. That's I, bizarre. I work with oddities. Uh, a friend of mine, um, who I've mentioned once or twice, he had a terrible fever for eight days, and they finally admitted him into the hospital because his oxygen level was dropping the rest, and he got pneumonia and, and spent several days in the hospital. And you can't have visitors, and everybody's in a space suit. And he said it was just a miserable experience. You don't want this disease. Two IVs in each arm, one is in his stomach. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah that doesn't sound now, He's suffered from asthma, but that's not like a rarity you know, in the world, um, and and we're all very grateful that he's still kicking. Uh, but it's it sucks, man. If you get a bad dose of it, it's the worst thing you've ever had. But it's still true, though, isn't it, that the majority, like well over fifty percent of people, get no symptoms or very mild, yeah, yep. And then they ended up in the hospital. I think puts you in the like worst ten percent. Oh, I think yeah, that may even be that too might high. Be high. Yeah. So the likelihood, if you get it, of being even knowing it let alone ending up in the hospital. You yeah. know, the odds are on your side. It's a lottery ticket I don't want to buy. But if you get it bad, it's terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and some folks, they're fine, and the next Tuesday they're gone. So, you know, and we're not trying to freak you out. We don't believe in, uh, you know, fear-mongering to get ratings. and Plus, it's such a drag, nobody would listen to no. it. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's to be avoided. Trust me on that. I think you probably knew that already. This is good news, but terrible that it even exists. A global child sex ring was uncovered mm. in Australia with links to the United States and other countries. Huge uh, deal spanning all across the United States, Canada, Asia, Europe, New Zealand. Um, they arrested these people in Australia. Uh, one guy, a children's soccer coach. Another guy, a child care worker that were in charge of this whole thing. Aren't enough hangings in the world? In no, my there opinion. aren't. Exe- take them to the countries where they do actually execute people, and go ahead and execute them. But you know, the fact that they caught them is good. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Oh, we also had the, the top countries that have slaves in the world, from North Korea with one point one up to India that has eighteen point four million people who are engaged in slavery or something so close to it it might as well be. Which is amazing. So if you're worried about the legacy of slavery, uh, petition for. Um, the rights of the untouchables in India or, or the 3.4 million people in slave camps in China. 3.4 million slaves in China right now. Craziness. Uh, we have liberty in this uh, country, freedom. It's eroding rapidly, and we suggest very strongly you make it your hobby at least to fight that erosion. But on this Veterans Day, a most respectful and grateful happy Veterans Day to our vets and the families of our, our fighting men and women who've sacrificed so much. Never forget the families. Uh, we didn't get to many as, as many of these as I'd intended, but we, a lot of great quotes about veterans. Cool. For veterans. I like the sound of that. Yeah. From uh, Maya Angelou to presidents to, uh, well, in fact, the first president with one of my very favorite quotes about veterans. The late, great George Washington. Okay. That was a bit of a wink to uh, Donald Trump. Lay it on me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll work up to the, uh, 
the George Washington one. Uh, Ronald Reagan said, We remember those who were called upon to give all a person can give, and we remember those who were prepared to make that sacrifice if it were demanded of them in the line of duty, though it never was. Most of all, we remember the devotion and gallantry which all of them ennobled their nation, with which all of them ennobled their nation as they became champions of a noble cause. That's good. That's some that's some good speechifying, and I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little concerned about worshiping the military because when you worship, you turn off your your uh, your critical faculties. You know what I mean? Um, don't don't start to worship war. Anyway, Abraham Lincoln said, "The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here." From the Gettysburg Address, which at one point I decided to commit to memory. And failed. Unfortunately, I quit. I quit. Yeah, I, I the conversation I had with my kids yesterday about Veterans Day in the car driving back from Sam's school was really good. Um, and uh, when you have to explain it in simple terms, sometimes you know it makes you understand it better. But my kids were asking all kinds of questions about why there are wars, and uh, you know, I talked about uh, their uncle Jeff going to Iraq twice, and they said, "How come we don't have the wars here?" And uh, I, <laughs> I said because we don't let anybody come here, or at least we haven't for uh, you know a couple hundred years, right? Onto the uh, the forty eight states. So, uh, but the countries would love to. It's only your ability to stop people from coming here that allows that to happen. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the whole Gettysburg Address. I mean, it's famous for a reason. It's um, it is one of the most successful bits of communication in history. In that Lincoln, who was both great and humble said, you asked us all to come here to make speeches about why this ground is is hallowed ground. We can't hallow it. The men who died here did. We're just here to, to, to admit that and to, you know, to pay our pathetic little tribute to them. Don't look at me. I didn't do nothing. Thanks, I'm done. Mm. Abe Lincoln. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The late, great Abraham Lincoln. As uh, the president called him, yes. Um... Uh, my favorite, well, let's see. What are, there are a couple good ones. Um, Maya Angelou, with whom I probably disagreed with a lot of things, but she said how important it is for us to recognize and celebrate our heroes and sheroes. Of course, the he, the All word right. the H E in heroes All is right. purely a uh, it's an audio it's not, coincidence. Not an attempt to claim that you have to be a male to be a hero. I do not know Jose Noroski. Do you? I don't think so. Uh, we'll figure out who he is. Um, he said, in war, there are no unwounded soldiers. Yeah, I know that's 100% true. And again, and if we're wearing this out, forgive us, there are no unwounded families either. Moms and dads and daughters and sons and parents and brothers and sisters. Uh, and finally, my favorite, um, there's a reason George Washington was the one of the greatest men who've ever lived. And if, because slavery was practically universal at the time he lived, and he did own some slaves, which is certainly loathsome by today's standards, if you ignore his greatness because of that sin, you have made an incredibly unwise mistake. George Washington said, The the willingness with which our young people are likely to serve in any war, no matter how justified, 
shall be directly proportional to how they perceive the veterans of early wars were treated Mm. and appreciated by their nation. Absolutely true. And listen, I don't want to make this about Trump. Everything's about Trump, and I can't stand it. But Donald J. did do a much better job of reforming the VA than those before him. It's not nearly done, but he did a pretty damn good job. And G-Dub was absolutely right. Willingness to fire people was a good start. Yeah. Yeah, he got much more latitude to fire crappy, abusive VA workers. Um, We raise money for great charities uh, through the years and uh, military charities specifically, and we're going to do that next week. We're on Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We're going to tell you all about it. But if you remember from previous years and you're in the mood because it's Veterans Day, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com and donate. Next week, we'll talk all about it. We'll have a goal. We'll do the whole thing. But if uh, for some reason, you know, it's Veterans Day, you've been hearing all this stuff, you think, yeah, I need to do my part, uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. But more on that next week. Um, coming up, the ways to have a safe uh, Thanksgiving. I only mention this because I think some of them are mockable. I assume you know how to do that on your own. No dueling, for instance. I'm looking up at Good Morning America, and they're featuring the Murder Hornet, which I found kind of a laughable idea. They're showing that Murder Hornet. If that thing actually spread across the United States and you had those in your backyard, you wouldn't come out of your house. No. Have you seen those things? No. Freaking enormous. Jaws and, and, and they're carrying knives and they got a gun. <laughs> but uh, Probably geez. mandibles. I don't even know what those are, but what I'm sure a, they got them. What a frightening looking beast that is. And they found a whole bunch more in Washington. They got to get that. They got to get them all killed. So they don't catch on in the United States. You can't send your kid out in the backyard to swing on the swings with those about. Be carried off. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway, more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'll never understand why I care about Lori Laughlin. She's adjusting to life behind bars, Jack. All right. Um, Guides on uh, Thanksgiving, and I'll just hit you with a couple of them because most of them are what you'd expect. Masks and six feet apart and stuff like that. These Um, are your your government guidelines for having a safe Thanksgiving. And stuff like uh, only have one person dole out the food instead of everybody touching the handle of everything. All right, everybody, line up for turkey sushi. Judy and I like to serve it really rare. Real turkey sushi. Delicious. Good vet mm. could have that thing gobbling on the table. Oh, are huh? you kidding me? Practically translucent. Yum. <laughs> um uh can you have it outdoors? Well, that's merely a matter of what's the climate like. Thanksgiving, many of the places I've lived in my life. <laughs> You'll be dead. Your giblets will drop off. All right. I believe that's three giblet jokes. That's, that's plenty. But who's counting? Good you keep track of that sort of thing. Um, I like this one, though. Does there really need to be food? Yes. Yes. Yes, there does. Yes. The meal is generally the centerpiece of Thanksgiving holiday. But ne- eating necessitates removing masks and encourages heavy mouth-breathing activities. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was a good turkey. Uh, can you believe Trump lost? <sighs> heavy mouth-breathing activities. Like shouting, especially if there's alcohol involved. There'd better be. 
Perhaps it can be done without a sit-down meal. Okay, I'm not going to your Thanksgiving if you... Oh, by the way, I forgot, I should have mentioned this. We're not eating anything. <laughs> We're all going to line up at the perimeter of the room, six feet apart, and eat these meat sickles I've put in the freezer. You can just lick those. You see, it's kind of a mosaic of meat, potatoes, stuffing, and green beans. Enjoy. Um, it does talk about how different states have different rules. California is limited to three households is the law. Colorado, it's two. Only two households. So, Sorry, your daughter's boyfriend would be three households. So, can't do it. Mm, how about I just uh, assess the risk and, and act on my own assist- exactly. assessment? Or your giblets will fall off. Yeah, okay, Mr. Government <laughs> The guy. confidence of people bringing new relationships to, like, family... Like holiday things always uh, it oh, intrigued yeah. me, I, I will say generously. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I've said many times through the years, the irony police have been alerted or the irony police have donned the riot gear, that sort of thing. Well, in this case, the irony fire department is sliding down the poles and <laughs> mounting their trucks as the night of November 6th, a portion of the Greenberg smoked turkeys plant caught on fire. Wow. Too too much smoke, apparently. Uh, this could leave nearly 60,000 people without turkey this no. holiday season. Unless there's an, a glut of turkeys, which there is some years, and then nobody's going to go without turkey. The owner explained how the catastrophic blaze and explosion will leave families without turkeys for the first time in over 80 years. Um, Where was this? Uh, beautiful Tyler, Texas. I'm amazed that fires like that can happen in the modern world where everything is not made out of wood and we have, you know, alarms and cell phones and 911 and everything else like that. It's still amazing to me. Um, Just under 80,000 turkeys were destroyed in the fire. Oh, not that long ago, a uh, fire was the biggest threat to to, to uh, every single day. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was... I was uh, listening to an author who's got a book out about the great Chicago fire of 18. You probably know. You're from Chicago. 18-something. Mrs. O'Leary's cow. 18-something is correct. Um, The temperature in that fire, which burnt most of Chicago, hit 2,800 degrees. It was melting everything that was metal. That's warm. Yeah, I'd say that's incredible. I love a good rave. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the day. Michelangelo pressed the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought? Yeah, this is my three tips for a safe Thanksgiving. One, make sure you have enough food for at least three servings. Two, allow guests to unbutton their pants without judgment. Mm. And three, don't share stories starting with, you know what I've always hated about your spouse? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent tips there. Positive Sean, do you have a final thought for us? Yes, 11-11-2020 sounds like one of those dates where some Ah. calendar enthusiast will pop up out of nowhere and let you know, we won't have another double-double date for 114 years. Well, enjoy it while it lasts, simpletons. Until December 12th, anyway. (laughs) No, because that's, no, you got the, the it's 11-11-2020. You got a one one two two. Yeah, you got one one about? one one, and then twenty twenty. You got you got a 12, double, 12, double. 20, 20. Eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? <laughs> I got a story for you about October too that you're gonna really be oh, sad that you missed tomorrow. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's Veterans Day. Uh, I'm gonna record a little video with my sons, wishing my brother a happy Veterans Day for what he did for America. And that's a pretty good way to do it, since we all can't be together very easily anymore. 
Uh, my final thought, uh, I will actually cede to none other than Barack Obama, who was the president a while back. He said this of our veterans. It's about how we treat our veterans every single day of the year. It's about making sure they have the care they need and the benefits they've earned when they come home. It's about serving all of you as well as you've served the United States of America. I think he did rather an uneven job of that, but I agree with the statement. How did we let 10-10-2020 go by so unnoticed? Because that was a good one right there. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another <laughs> grueling four-hour workday. Oh, glad it's over. Uh, so many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com if you'd like to donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Our big fundraisers next week. Why not? We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real. Today, Veterans Day, as we do every year, we take that moment to embrace the gentle heroes of Vietnam and of all our wars. Armstrong and Getty.